Hey, everybody. Wow, we made it to episode 100. That is amazing. I would like to thank each listener for tuning in every week and really making the show as awesome as it's been. The content I'm really, really proud of. I've had some amazing guests on. I can't believe where the time has gone. It's just amazing and I'm, I'm humbled. I'm humbled that you guys tune in every week and uh, you're digging the show and I'm really, really enjoying doing it. So we've got an announcement, a special for uh, episode 100 and it ties in obviously with Investigator's Toolbox because that's what I do. So we are going to give away two free memberships to Investigator's Toolbox. All you have to do is be an investigative professional and uh, you need to just go register for the site, uh, www-investigators-toolbox.com. Submit an application. Use the code PIP100. And the first two people to do that, I will push through your memberships and uh, you'll get access to the site for a year. Don't feel bad if you're not one of the first two people because if you still do that same process, you're going to save 100 bucks off the $200 a year price. So you basically can get on site for a hundred bucks. So that is a special that's going to be only available for this next coming week. You can put in that code PIP100, save a hundred bucks. If you're one of the first two people to do it, you're actually going to get it for free. So uh, my little thank you, my little give back to everybody uh, for tuning in, making the show as awesome as, uh, as it is. I also want to really thank the sponsors, um, folks like Crosstracks, and Merlin Locate that have made those one-year commitments, um, IRB and Delpoint, just great, great businesses. Kelly Riddle, thank you so much for the PI Institute of Education being a part of this. Uh, I'm probably forgetting some sponsors. I know we've had a, a few new come on and, and all that. Um, you guys, I really, really just appreciate Scope Now from, from the get-go, Rob Douglas and, and his team really, really um, supporting the show and, and what it's all about. So Investigators Toolbox, www.investigators-toolbox.com and uh, just go and register, save a hundred bucks, get a free membership. It's up to you guys. So we're going to jump into show 100. We have Amber Schroeder. Um, I brought her back. She's amazing. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. Today is a very special day. PI Perspective is officially releasing its 100th episode. So make sure you take advantage of the toolbox code and giveaway. Today, we bring back one of the original guests from when Matt started the program. Joining us is Amber Schroeder from Paraben. Paraben is the leading cell phone forensics company in the industry and offers amazing resources and training. Matt catches up with Amber today and they discuss the PFIC event in Utah in September. If you're in the cell phone forensic world or wish to dive into it, you need to attend this event either in person or virtually. Paraben consistently leads the way in this sector. So please welcome Ginger Wonder Mom, Amber Schroeder, and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome everybody to show 100 of PI Perspective. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Today, we are welcoming back Amber Schroeder from Paraben to the program. Amber, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. 100th episode. Congratulations. 100. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Folks like you and, and Paraben that have supported the show and supported Investigators Toolbox, I can't thank you enough. It feels like just yesterday, you and I were sharing a, an elevator in Orlando, and I'm like, hey, I need your help. 
<laughs> I know. And then I think I was in one of your first episodes. So it's a yeah. nice kind of come around. Yeah. 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 We were sharing uh, uh, terms of use agreements. Yes. <laughs> I was picking your brain about that. So uh, that's great. I know last time you were on, we were talking about the Internet of Things. And so much has changed, actually, since you've been on with the pandemic and folks working from home now and uh, just a, another nugget of uh, of all that craziness. But tell me, what, what have you been up to uh, since we last chatted? Oh, so many things. Yeah. So yeah, the pandemic definitely changed and shifted a bunch. Um, I've kind of adjusted some of my technology perspective. We've been doing a lot of research into things such as like gaming, because a lot of people that was their outlet during the pandemic. So sure. their digital fingerprint kind of increased into that area. Right. I personally moved to a farm <laughs> during the pandemic yeah. to create a, a large cyber testing farm on a farm. Okay. So it, it's that expansion of IoT. It's coming everywhere. That's awesome. So you never know what's going to happen. And it's just that process of recovery, I guess, is so weird right now because mm. no one knows really, are we done? Are we not done? Is something changing? Right. It's a weird flux. It's like the world's been on pause for almost two years. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, listen, we all pivoted and did what we need to do. And now it's like you're getting all these uh, stop starts, right? These little stutter steps like, hey, we're coming out of it. No, we're back in it. Eh, variant D, here we go. Like, <laughs> back again. It's... Uh, it's been interesting. Uh, thankfully, you know, we've been able on, on, on my side, been able to work pretty much through it. Um, but yeah, technology has definitely changed. And uh, the way you look at things change. I know uh, over the past year, like I've interviewed many different investigators that have, have really tried to shift more towards that forensic uh, computer avenue and being able to offer those services just because, you know, you got to do something to keep the lights on. It's very smart. Yeah. Yeah. And we're better to learn to do that than going to Parabin and, and go to your <laughs> conference and things like that. So if anyone doesn't know who you are, tell them a little bit about your background and your company and what you guys do. So Paraben has been around for, let's see, I think 22 years now. Oh. I've been doing digital forensics for 30. And we really have been a technology and training focused company to make sure we're giving you the equipment you need, no matter what level you're at, to be able to process anything digital for an evidence purpose. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's really digital evidence processing is a lot of analytics. So it gets used in a lot of things. You can be doing traditional forensics. You could be doing e-discovery. You could be doing a traditional investigation that a PI would be doing. And they need the horsepower that comes from software that allows them to kind of dig through all of the digital pieces and bits. Right. And then obviously I've always had a passion for training. So um, making sure that people understand what's happening, I think is really important. And as part of that aspect, we've actually hosted a conference for the last, I think this is my 16th year. Wow. Lose, I've lost track. I need wow. to be better at that. That is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a long time, but um, it's our last year actually in Park City, Utah yeah. for our in-person. We're going to be moving it to Tennessee, probably up to Nashville um, with me moving the company to Tennessee as well. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I so want to get out there to Utah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm trying to clear my schedule. I really am. <laughs> so, it's such yeah. a beautiful. I'm from Utah. Yeah. It's a beautiful state. Um, but the venue is just fantastic, right. and uh, we're keeping it still small. We like to do that, uh, pandemic or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is one of those things that I've always prided myself on having really great content too. Mm -hmm. So. That's all part of the aspects. A lot of people are always worried when they go to a conference. They're like, how do I pick things? How do I know it's good for me? Right. It's like, just sit and let it absorb. So you can pick about 
one to two or three to four things out of every presentation you attend and find some way that you can apply them into your business. And I think that's really important for people, Mm -hmm. especially as they're trying to get back out there. They're attending a lot of webinars. It's really say, when I'm listening to this, how can I use this to make my offerings better as a business owner? Or how can I make my skills better as an investigator? And those two questions really make a big impact when you start a session, instead of going, holy crap, I'm so overwhelmed. How do I know about, you know, Windows 11? I know it's coming, but what's going to be about it? And how is this going to impact me? Yeah, my son knows. So I think those are good ways to kind of open. Yeah, my son knows more about Windows 11 than I do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's like totally into it. <laughs> but you know it's coming yeah. and it's going to be relevant to you. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. And we're, after the break, we're going to actually dive into the conference and talk a little more about the speakers and, and the different content and, and all that. I know like for me personally, when I'm reaching out to you guys, it's usually because a client of mine, you know, calls me for something I just, it, it totally out of my uh, uh, comfort zone, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and they ask like, Hey, I need this done or I need that done. I, I need to you know figure out, uh, I need to recover this information off a, a, a zip drive or whatever, or I need to, you know, do some cell phone stuff. And, and always my first go-to is like, okay, all right, I know where to go and go to Paramin, right? So I'm not going to say no to that work. I'm going to say, I'm going to get back to you. Right. And it's a matter of making a, a that, that contact. Um, now, because I've chosen not to learn about this stuff. However, what you guys do is you actually teach people how to do it as well, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. So we do both aspects of it. I think a lot of um, investigators out there, they just don't want to put that super geek hat on. And Mm -hmm. I totally get it because it is a lifestyle choice. It does mean you have to like things like Star Trek and Star Wars. So (laughs) if you don't want to get into that, um, it's great to have the experts that can come in and we do processing for people for all of our clients. We actually do it as a flat fee. Mm -hmm. That is the initial processing. And then we move to an hourly that way, as we work with private investigators, they have an ability to do their markup and they also have an ability to just know what it's going to be and not have this ominous hole of this processing could cost you a gazillion dollars. You know, you know, you can go back to your client and say, it's going to cost X to get this far. Mm -hmm. And then we have to decide after that point. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to jump out and take a break real quick. And when we come back, we're going to uh, jump in and talk about the conference and really uh, dive into the topic a, a little bit more. So everybody sit tight and we will be right back. Cross tracks, case management system. That is what we are talking about today. Are you using a case management system? What are you waiting for? If you don't use a case management system, you really need to look into implementing that into your business regimen. I've been at it with Crosstrax now a little over a year, and it's just been a game changer for my business. They are SOC 2 certified, SOC 2 Type 2 certified. If you don't know what that means, it means that their encryption system is second to none. And you have to go through a whole screening process to figure out uh, if you can even qualify for that, and they have. So you know with certainty your data is being protected. I don't think there's another case management system out there that offers that same ability to have the SOC 2 Type 2 certification. As you guys know, I've been uh, you know singing the praises of Crosstrax, and uh, I really believe in this product, and I believe you should check it out. Contact Brad, contact Pat, uh, one of the team members over there, and see if it's right for you. Crosstrax case management system, check it out today. Are you overwhelmed with your current case log? Could you use some help with your skip trace assignments? 
With Merlin Locate Services, rather than adding staff, you can add an entire skip trace department of licensed private investigators who specialize in skip tracing. Check out MerlinLocate.com today. When you work with Merlin Locate Services, you bring on a valuable experience and trusted extension to your team. I want to talk to everybody today about ScopeNow.com. ScopeNow has been a big time sponsor of this program for quite some time. And I just love their service. I've been using them since the beginning. I'm one of their beta customers and it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is, is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really spending less time digging around and, and uh, looking for information, I think is one of the best points of how Scope Now can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you, you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, uh, this is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts. So you have uh, particular people that you're looking at, you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off. It's really, uh, really amazing. And their relationship and association analytics are uh, top notch, really uh, cutting edge and really, really cool. When they brought that out on version three, it was a game changer. I mean, really being able to see how people interact together and, and uh, you know, having that relationship, you know, analysis is really, really something that's cool. You know, one of the other things about being involved with Scope Now is their ability to offer webinars. Their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really, really great content. If you're a member of Scope Now, if you know who they are, you've seen them around on LinkedIn, you'll, you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out and uh, they're really staying on top of it. And don't forget, uh, any reports that you generate, you can actually white label those reports and put your own logos on and, and really make them look professional, which you know could equate to more billing for you as well. So check them out today. It's uh, www.scopenow.com. They're a great, great company. They should be one of the tools in your toolbox along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do. Uh, you need to make sure that ScopeNow is a part of that suite. ScopeNow.com. Check out the PI Institute of Education at PIinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. Have you heard about this year's PFIC conference? If you're into cell phone forensics or want to learn more about the world of DFIR, this is the place to be. The conference takes place in Salt Lake City, Utah from September 14th to the 16th. You could attend this event live or virtually. The content from this event will be available until the end of 2021. Learn more at pfic-conference.com.
And welcome back to PI Perspective. This is Matt Sperry, your host. We are here with uh, Ginger Wonder Mom and Amber Schroeder. How are you? I'm good. Yes. So uh, last we left off, we started to dip into the uh, the conference, the PFIC conference, which apparently 16 years and going. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So how did you identify the the idea to start doing a conference like that or, or the need for it? So one of the things I've attended a lot of conferences, yeah. <laughs> um, to say the least. But what I really saw out there that was missing was a conference that was really focused on innovative topics. So really about content mm -hmm. and about the intimacy of keeping it smaller on purpose so you could actually meet people and talk to speakers and not have it just be, I'm shuffling from one room to the next room to the next room. Right. You get 100% of the content and you get that intimate time to say, hey, I was listening to your thing earlier and I totally didn't get this part. And you're not intimidated because you don't have to raise your hand. Right. Because I always hated that. Yeah. Yep. And it's it's one of those that I thought there was a gap. I think it's because I'm an introvert. Right. And so I made a conference friendly for introverts. <laughs> That's <laughs> genius. <laughs> so much of us in this industry are introverts. <laughs> there yeah. are. We kind of just fake it yeah. as best as we can. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's nice that you can go to an event that it's like, okay, I don't have to be overwhelmed. I can very easily build up the strength over a couple of days to go and talk to this person that I'm really intimidated to talk to because mm -hmm. I realize they're real people. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely, and it's amazing. Sixteen years—that's uh, yeah, that's impressive. Um, and I'm sure you know technology has changed in sixteen years. Then every year there's new and fresh stuff to talk about, right? There is, and uh, last year because of the pandemic was our first year. We went virtual as well. Mm -hmm. Um, we didn't do a live event just like everyone else, but we created this cool online portal. Uh, working with one of our sponsors and. It was fantastic. We had the nice conversations going yeah. and everything else. So this year we're doing both in-person and virtual. So people can kind of pick or choose and we'll have a live audience interaction from both sides, which I think will be a lot of fun. Yeah. No, I, I think it's genius to do that. I mean, it, it, it. I think almost every association that has these types of events is going to end up doing that. Um, you know, and it's just a matter of getting that infrastructure in place, right? So you have one year's worth of trial and error with a company. And I know I attended a bunch of these things over the year last yeah. year. Some were better than others. Um, <laughs> yeah, they just were. Very true. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. ours, uh, the PFIC portal actually stays open through the end of the year. Right. So you, you can watch content again, because I am one of those people that has to watch it again. Yeah. Um, and so I can do that. And I can still post questions through the end of the year, which I like as well. Yeah. So it's not like once the conference is over, everyone just disappears. Well, there's that lingering presence. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, I mean, you can interact with other members that are attending as well until the end of the year, yep. uh, which is something I, I always thought was neat. Hey, I didn't get a chance to actually talk to you. Yeah. You know, we were focused on the content, but hey, I, we obviously have similar interests. You know, tell me a little bit about what you do and what your business is. Um, I, I think it's neat. It's that extended opportunity to network, which is a huge advantage. And um, I, I think it's neat that you're, you're offering it both ways uh, this year for for folks and and you know the commitment to to get there even virtually it's not a huge commitment so if you no. were interested in diving into this and learning a little more about it 
it's uh, it's an easy write-off, <laughs> put it that way. It is. And yeah. uh, the virtual, it's, well, actually both, it's not crazy expensive to yeah. go to the conference in the first place, but right. the virtual is extremely affordable. And um, for people who might be part of your toolbox, we can give a special discount out as well. Yeah. So we'll post that into the group there. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it up in the show notes. Um, again, yeah. thank you for that, for doing that. Uh, yeah, always, uh, yeah, you, you guys are amazing in, in the support from day one, uh, obviously. Um, so tell me a little bit about the speakers. Let's dive in here. What are some of the topics? I was perusing a bit. Or I wrote some notes, but uh, and I got a lot of stuff down here. So, so why don't you tell me? what you got and, and uh, what, what comes to your mind first? Um, we've got, well, it's a huge variety, which I love um, because we are doing virtual and in person. I've got some nice international speakers that you wouldn't hear from normally right. uh, because you're not going to travel halfway around the world to Singapore to hear from some of them talk about SCADA mm-hmm. or um, we have two uh, larger training classes that are happening the day before, and they'll be both broadcast in person and virtually. One's all about uh, Twitter and OSINT investigation. And the other one is about cryptocurrencies. Right. So very on top of what's happening today. So I think that's great. Uh, we dive into some others like social engineering and we have Anything from MDMs, because everyone's dealing with smartphones. It doesn't matter who you are. You're going to deal with them. It's just part of life now. Right. Uh, to the cloud. And uh, we even have one, t- and I thought this was an interesting one when I was reading the submissions, that's talking about running your tools and technology in um, graphics cards. So a different approach to how you're actually utilizing some of the components on your computer. And I think that one's an interesting one because if we're doing it in forensics, as far as we're doing that functionality, it means that your suspects are doing it as well. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you guys think of everything. It's pretty amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I love taking the unique topics that don't get taken in other conferences because they might not fit the cookie cutter. I'm a color outside the lines kind of girl. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I I definitely noticed that looking through who the speakers are. I'm like, okay, I think I know one. (laughs) I know Chris Salgado. Uh, (laughs) Other than that, you know, it's, uh, it's exciting. I mean, just the, uh, the content and the topics that you, uh, that, that you have there. Um, so how does this submission process work? How does, uh, you know, somebody who, who wants to maybe have something to talk about, uh, get in touch with you and, and line themselves up to do this? So we take submissions after the conference ends. We do an co- open call for speakers. And it's from anyone who really wants to come out and share what they're working on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to be a professional speaker, speak at tons of events. Some of them, it's their first event they've ever spoken at. Right. And it's just about having something that's really current. You know, one of them that I really loved was uh, talking about ransomware because believe it or not, that's something everyone deals with. Sure. It's probably a common investigation thing for private investigators as well, because everyone is also being uh, having it fish to them all the time. Constantly. So I think that's an important aspect for people to just say, I'm willing to go and share what I have done, or if I have any case studies that need to go in, I want to share those. We welcome all types, but um, presentations are always just an hour. So it's not that hard to fill it. Sure. And uh, we also have people come in and do the longer classes when they're like, I have this really great thing I want to go into. Let's, let's pop in there and do that. Yeah. I mean, you're right about the time. I mean, an hour goes so quick. I know whenever yes. I'm speaking somewhere, I'm just like, okay, I'll save, you know, the last 10 minutes for Q&A. And it's like, what, we're done? <laughs> like, no time for Q&A? <laughs> Oops. 
Yeah, uh, I think it's way harder to when someone says, oh, you have exactly 15 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, how can I get all of my concept into only 15 minutes? Yeah. So yeah. shorter is always harder than the longer ones that that hour breezes by. Yeah, we get that with the bits and bites of osmosis when you're you're speed dating for, for 10 minutes yeah. with 10 people. Uh, <laughs> it's always exhausting. Actually, I'm going to be doing that again this year. And I think are you, I'm doing you're, it you're doing it as well. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We're doing it together. Uh, I, I promise I won't steal your crowd. <laughs> not, <laughs> not like, they'll rotate over. Yeah, um, not like will, you'll have, I will offer them cookies or something. Exactly. I will get them over. <laughs> I'm bringing Snickers. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, I'm excited to actually see you out there. Uh, that's the yeah. other thing. Seeing people in person is uh, always a good thing. Um, but that's that's really interesting. And you know, you bring up a good point um, when talking about Bitcoin, because that's something I think in the last year um, has changed with Coinbase and these other companies now that are allowing you to to trade Bitcoin without actually having wallets and things like that. It, it just opens up a whole nother aspect of, of bringing people into that world. You know, they'll get started there and then like, oh, I guess I got to go get a wallet now. And now they're in that world and they're dealing with that stuff. So I think on a whole, Bitcoin is really, really expanded, right? Oh, absolutely. Cryptocurrency is an interesting thing because if you think through your lifetime, um, when was the last time you saw a new piece of currency? actually yeah. accepted and starting to work into <laughs> our global economy. And that's, yeah. it's bizarre to think that I could go buy a house now with yeah. it. I can go buy a coffee with yeah. it. And it's nothing that I've ever held. Right. I think that's, it's just such a weird concept to go, wow, everything is literally virtual about this. And I'm a huge Venmo fan. Yeah. So I don't see a lot of the cash as it goes back and forth, but yeah. I still know that there's cash behind it. Right. Right. With, cryptocurrency it's it's always just been binary yeah and, and it's just it's odd yeah it, it boggles my mind sometimes I, i'm looking forward to that class john is a fantastic speaker he has also the best networking jacket i've ever seen because it has pac-man in it <laughs> nice um so i am looking forward to catching up with him and attending his class yeah i think probably the euro is really the only thing right yeah yeah. Other than that, I mean, a, a new currency other than the euro or the the concept. Yeah, of, that was uh, the last one, yeah. and I think that was. I mean, that was a long time yeah, ago. Probably the only one in our lifetime, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, and now we have this, and it's right. funny. I have uh, my middle child, who's twenty two. He's like, uh, part of his goal is he's been saving ten percent of every paycheck he gets to start trading in cryptocurrency. Avoid the Doge coin, like, please. How bizarre. <laughs> it's just weird to hear your kid say that. You're like, okay. Stay away and from Doge, like, please. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it went badly this week, you know? Yeah, exactly. Different, things, I, I different feel... <laughs> things like that. But think of fraud. Yeah. The fraud that is just going to go rampant because of this as well. It's so scary, that whole world, because there, there is that idea that you can get rich quick and yeah. folks really don't understand it. You know, like I, I see people getting into this stuff that have no business getting into it. And, you know, they're taking whatever kind of extra income we're all getting now. You know, this, hey, government's going to give you some money back. Okay, I'll just throw it in Doge and see what happens. <laughs> oh, crap, I just lost everything. You know, like that kind of stuff is is scary. But it, that is where also a lot of criminality goes. You know, I, I've seen a lot of uh, these people on social media where they'll send you friend requests and obviously, I mean, you can look at it right away and be like, okay, this is just nonsense. But, you know, right. all of a sudden they start asking you about Bitcoin and mining and I can make you money and I can do all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, okay, you're talking to the wrong person. Uh, but you definitely no, see that out there. Fishing has definitely uh, gone up 
quite a bit over yeah. the last year because again, everyone's behind a keyboard. There's more opportunity to virtually connect to people and fish them. Yeah. So we're seeing a lot more of that type of fraud. Oh yeah. And you got, you know, someone having a conversation and they're, they're start telling you about how many kids they have, you know, then, then they're talking about investments. Oh, tell me some of the stocks you're invested in. And you're just having this casual conversation and you're just literally giving away like your, your passwords <laughs> to people without even realizing it. Right. What's it your cat's always name? scares <laughs> me. Yeah. The Facebook things where right. everyone participates and they're like, well, tell me the name of the first place you uh, saw your spouse or, yeah. you know, what was your grandmother's last? I'm like, oh my goodness, these are all just fishing games. Yeah. People stop playing. Exactly. It's not fun. <laughs> exactly. First concert you went to, you know. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, all of this is fishing your passwords. And people get into it and I get it because it connects you with others, but you yeah. have to be really careful about it yeah. and what you're deciding to share. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So yeah, that, that's a whole new topic and really becoming more and more popular you know, in the last year or so because of, of folks being locked down and, and, and missing that interaction and, yeah. and just looking for, you know, fantasy life. Yeah. Look at all. I can, I could buy this Bitcoin, you know, it was $7,000 at one point and now it's $61,000. You know, I'm rich. Look at me. You know, yep. And I didn't have to work for it. It exactly, just happened. It's exactly. like magic. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. No, uh, magic rarely happens. It, it, <laughs> it really, it's uh, few and far between, right? Um, in, indeed. So it's just a, an, an interesting uh, little aspect of where we're going here. And this whole Windows 11 thing is pretty exciting too, right? This whole new operating it system. It is. It's been out. a long time since we've we've had a full OS change. I'm, Windows is still the most popular in the world. I know that Mac people you're a little sad about that, but yeah. it's just the case of it. And to see that change and to also see the integration, I was just configuring a new machine the other day and to see how Windows is going out and saying, do you want to connect this platform to your smartphone? Knowing that they're constantly sharing data back and forth, that that fingerprint is becoming very solid and connected that you just don't remind yourself of until yeah. you're doing the setups and you go, oh, wait, no. Or I plugged my car in a rental car the other day and I was like, hang on, don't connect. I don't want to share this yeah. because it sits in that car for so long after. Yeah. And those are those little, little habit changes because the world is really pushing you to share your data with everything. Yeah. And Personally, I encourage all of you to not share your data with everything because that's going to just end up costing you um, some big issues in the long run. So definitely, I you know, every time I travel, I, I have this little Amber Schroeder sitting at my shoulder when I'm in the airport. <laughs> don't plug in. <laughs> like, don't look oh my into goodness. The, I got to make like no a little Wi-Fi. bobblehead version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I get into the rental car. Don't plug it in. <laughs> like use the cigarette lighter. You know, like don't. Yeah. <laughs> separate, separate, don't touch. You know, yeah, don't I, charge your phone at a conference you never know if that's just a charging port or not yeah yeah and then literally i'm sitting at the airport now in pretty much every airport you're there they have the power grid and they have the the uh, usbs and i'm just looking at it and you see it's like, so like you can tell someone's unscrewed it and you're just like yeah i'm not doing that <laughs> don't do it resist yeah charge and your it, phone at night people take a battery pack <laughs> and even on a plane right you know, like yeah, you've well, got your, your thing open and folks are looking over your shoulder or somebody could be, you know, tapping into whatever you're doing. It's, uh, it's I always, scary. oh, it's the pain, plain Wi-Fi that kills yeah. me. Yeah. I'm like, people take that as your reading time. Do you really yeah. want to connect to a wireless network that is limited to only the people in your plane? Mm -hmm. That's pretty easy to pick you out. Sure. So you never know who you're flying with. 
Yeah. Now I love to write my PI magazine articles when I fly. <laughs> That's usually what I do. <laughs> I always, I'm a reader or I watch my content that I downloaded, but yeah. I, I never connect to the Wi-Fi. I just plan ahead. Yeah. It's all just being prepared, plan ahead. Yeah. I know you listen to PI Perspectives podcast. You can, you can say I it. Do. You can give of a course. shout out. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's really interesting actually how, how all these things evolve. And I know when we had you on last time, we were talking about the internet of things and, and, and that whole stuff. And, and even from the last time we talked where technology is going and what we're doing is it's, it's pretty amazing, you know? And I think what's really cool about the windows 11, you were talking about the integrating the different, um, platforms there and, and technology and all that. These are all breadcrumbs for us as investigators. Like I'm excited by that. Right. Oh, I love probably one of my favorite things. So our speaker we're having talk about Windows 11. Um, he is a Windows artifact guru. Like I go to him. He actually helps us and provides us with research. I think I owe him my firstborn, but I don't think he wants her yeah, because he's her. like, I don't do kids. <laughs> yeah. So um, he's like, I don't maintain them. I don't want to feed them. Just give him a plan. But it's all good. Yeah. It's like, I need to give him, I'll give him a money tree. There, there we go. go. But it's uh, one of those that some of the artifacts that he's discovered, it, it almost tells you you sneezed while you were using your keyboard. It's mm. so detailed. Every time you've asked a question on there, anything you've connected, all of those are available to you and you can actually do it in triage. So I'll know like when I'm processing a computer or someone's using E3 to process a computer, they can see all those artifacts in less than 10 minutes of getting everything connected. Mm -hmm. And that's going to give you your kind of those breadcrumbs like you were talking about that are going to let you go through the rest of your investigation. Okay. So tell me a little bit about E3. What is that? E3 is the electronic evidence examiner. Uh, so that's the software that Paraben makes for you to do analytics on different digital pieces of evidence, whether mm. it's computers, smartphones, IoT, the cloud. Uh, we cover it all, do email, internet, everything. Right. Um, we're actually having our 3.0 release next week. So that's I'm very awesome. excited. Um, we have our Cobalt edition. That's the new edition that's coming out. And with that, uh, I mentioned earlier about the gaming evidence. We're adding support for Twitch which those of you who don't know what Twitch is, because I imagine many of you just went, what? Uh, Twitch is for gamers and it is a platform where they get to stream and share themselves uh, with others. And it's a huge part of social media that I think a lot of uh, traditional investigators just don't look for. Right. But yeah. if you look at the Generation Z, they probably spend 40 to 60, it's a big change, 60% of their life in one of these type of gaming platforms because yep. that's their connection to other people. Yep. And it increased a lot during COVID. Yep. Call of Duty. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know? nope. my son is a semi-professional <laughs> gamer, which I think is weird. <laughs> semi-professional sniper. <laughs> It is. He's like Fantastic. he's a semi-professional <laughs> virtual gamer. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of him because he's really taken his time and he got drafted onto a team uh, earlier this year. But it's one of those that I've really started to try to understand that lifestyle choice yeah. that came with it. And I realized what a big evidence impact that was as well for the rest of us that we don't. I don't game all the time. I get terribly motion sick. Yeah. My last one was Duke Nukem. And that was like the most <laughs> graphics I could take. That totally dated me. Um, but, At least it wasn't Ultima 4. You're okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's one of those. It's like, okay, now as I started understanding that subculture that exists, I realize it's one that we have to pay attention to as investigators. That yeah. is super important for us. Yeah. 
Oh, these are all avenues. I mean, that's good for you for being forward thinking about that. I mean, I think you have to, in order to stay on top of these things, you know, you got to look at trends and really understand like, where's the, where's the next golden nugget coming from? Um, because, you know, there is going to be somewhere we can't help ourselves, but interact and be on these things and it's going to leave oh, yeah. trails and it's going to leave evidence, um, which. Oh, absolutely. Amazing. And Twitch is fascinating. Um, I'm going to, I've got a couple different, uh, papers that I'll put out a little blogs and things on it. Um, as well as some of the other gaming platforms, you'd be surprised what is shared with words with friends, just yeah. something so simple, yeah. but there's a lot of chats and conversations that come from that particular uh, game. Yeah, I'm sure there's been a few murder confessions on there or, you know, like I stole there's this valuable piece some, of art. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. There's definitely been some theft, to <laughs> yeah. be sure. We actually had a case where someone was siphoning off corporate data by chatting through words with friends. Amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. But, that you know, like that's the way when you watch these like programs, these documentaries on spying, you know, how other countries... Uh, you know, on the Eastern Bloc are, 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 are taking data from us and, and how are they exchanging it with their contacts? You know, like they're, they're going to places like that to do it, you know, putting codes and like words, words with friends, you know, to, to get intel out there. It's the fascinating stuff. Yeah, Paris attacks were all architected, architected through um, Sony PlayStation communication. Yeah. yeah, it's like you never think of to look there, but that's that's what's going on, so... This is really, really amazing. So what would you uh, recommend to like the regular everyday investigator who gets that phone call from either an attorney client or maybe it's a, a regular client that has some sort of forensic work that needs to be done and, and they don't know where to start? How, how um, would you recommend they would start? I think the best way to start is one, find a company that you find reputable, whether it's, you know, working with Paraben or working with one of the others, start a relationship with one mm -hmm. that you know, they're going to maintain a particular quality of standard right. uh, because there is a big difference. Um, it's kind of like saying everyone makes the same level of hamburger. You know, that's not the case. Some right. of them are not as great as others. Right. So it's that same thing with a, a consultant that's going to work with you. Make sure they're going to give you numbers up front so you don't end up with that black hole of processing because that's really hard for you to make your client happy with that. Sure. Make sure they're also keeping their lab up to a good standard and they treat it like a science, not an art, which I know sounds really funny, mm -hmm. but uh, digital forensics is not a regulated science, but it has scientific process. Yeah. And you should ask that of your consultants. If they can't explain the process they use. It's probably a hard pass. Right. And you should look for someone new. So if they're telling you like, oh, that's proprietary. We don't talk about that stuff. That's that should be alarming to you, right? That should be alarming. Yeah. yeah. None of your processes that are used like these are the steps we do. This is what we use in our imaging process. Mm -hmm. None of that's proprietary. Yeah. Uh, the proprietary comes like, hey, when we um, are looking through this file, we can't explain exactly this viewer. But at the end of the day, they should say this is our processing steps mm -hmm. um, without a doubt. We have that documented. It actually is a binder because I'm old school. I like printed binders in our, our lab that says these are the steps we do every time because that's what makes them science right? and right. not an art. So does your binder have like Hello Kitty or My Little Pony on it or, or no? 
It does because it's hard to get a plain binder. <laughs> that, and if you notice when you, so anyone who sees me travel, they'll see me pull out my travel folder, right. and they're always like these little kid folders with like shiny dolphins on it or mermaids because nice. I just buy them when it's school time, and then I prep them up. And every time I go on a trip, it's a new folder, and that way I can keep track of it because I print off my tra- travel itinerary. I'm a weirdo. Yeah, I like to have it back up because what happens if I show up at the hotel I'm and they don't so have my reservation? I am so with you. I thought I was the only one that does. Like, I, it's I'm cool. obsessed with it. Like, I have to have a, a tangible copy in my hand. Like, what if yeah. my battery dies on my phone? Like, what if I can't you don't do this? Know. What if they can't I find it? Check in on paper. Yes. I always print my pass. I yeah. don't do it on my phone. Right. <laughs> little things like that, but mine are always in little kid folders because I figure, you know, yeah. no one's if I lose it and I say, does anyone see a, a rainbow leopard folder right. anywhere? <laughs> People are going to be like, oh, well, let me look. As opposed to, did anyone see a black binder? Yeah. Nobody looks for a black binder. That's boring. So I guess what we learned today is Matt and Amber are a little OCD. A little bit. We are. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we are in a club together. It's a good thing. Nothing's wrong with that picture. <laughs> and whatever you do, don't plug your phone into the car. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's that's so cool. Like I I I was literally like I was in San Antonio a couple of weeks ago and I get into the car and they're like, well, do you want to sync your phone? I'm like, no, right. And I look I and know. I just see all the people in the contact lists that are on there. And I'm just like, Amber would not be happy. That's what you should think too. Everyone else can have that. Nobody wants an angry ginger. Yeah. It's not a good moment. No, no, no. <laughs> so no, no don't no, do it. Don't plug good. it in. Not good. Um so if um Let's say we have like an investigator who's who's like fascinated by this stuff, uh, but is maybe a little intimidated by the whole process. Like, is there anything you can say that that would maybe get them over that that hump there and and get them to to come check it out? Because again, like virtually going going to that conference, very reasonable. I think it's like a hundred bucks, easy. right? Yeah, it's yeah. ninety nine bucks. So yeah. super easy. Yep. Um, I think the big thing that they need to understand is you do not have to be a computer science graduate to do this. Mm -hmm. The hardest part about doing digital forensics is actually being a good investigator. Um, And that's something that you don't learn anywhere. I believe it's a natural curiosity and skill that you have as a person and you can enhance it by getting different areas of skill set, whether it's doing OSINT or doing digital forensics, but all the computer stuff can easily be taught to you. Mm -hmm. You just have to be willing to practice it. Um, I don't go through and do my first email examination on client data. I look at my email first because I'm most familiar with that data. So I practice there. And a lot of people think, oh, no, I'm not a computer science graduate. You know what? Neither am I. Right. And I've been doing this for 30 years. I actually went to culinary school. Yeah. But I have a natural investigator curiosity and I'm dyslexic. So. Yeah. I was able to pull it out and be able to learn the computer side of it and really get into it and find a new passion for that side of the investigation. I always like digital stuff because it's either a one or a zero. So it's either it's a yes or no. Right. There's no doubt when it comes to looking at digital evidence. Yeah. And that's a huge thing for your investigation. So yeah. don't be intimidated. There's a lot of introductory stuff. And it's great to go to conferences and pick those one to two, three to four things out of every session that you're going to take back with you. Sure. Sure. And I think that that brings it back to your point about it being a science and not so much mm-hmm. an art because there, there really is a science to it. And, you know, when you have to back that up with your findings, your reports, guess what? That's science. I mean, when you, when you get up and you have to go testify about something, you know, like you're, you're, talking about a scientific method of how you were able to 
get a particular answer, the methodology of how you, you know, went through and did all this stuff. So it, it's very true. Like there's a, definitely a technique to doing that stuff. And there is, it's all about a good checklist. Yeah. I know that sounds so silly, but yeah. if you are a list writing person, I am, it's that OCD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you will be great at it because yeah. you're able to follow that process. That's what really makes it a science. Yeah. That's why baking suits you. <laughs> it does. It does just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. So Amber, this is, was great. I'm going to wind down here. Uh, what, what a, what a great, uh, 100 show. So, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming back. Thank you for always supporting and just, uh, you know, being there for not just for me, but for folks in the industry, um, you know, the way you give back and the things you do, it's, it's really commendable. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. I love this space. I love helping investigators because mm. it makes all of us do a better job in our burden of proof. I take that sure. very seriously. Yeah. There's a lot of innocence and guilt to find, yeah. and that's where our jobs are. So that's why I'm a big supporter. Yeah. So I encourage folks to go uh, to the show notes. You can check out uh, the uh, the conference. Why don't you give the web address for folks who don't want to <laughs> click on the show notes? Yeah. So uh, the conference is pfic-conference.com. Mm-hmm. You can also go to parabin.com and get a link. Yep. Uh, parabin.com uh, has a link to it yeah. as well. And you can, you can also try software there and just dabble those toes in the water. You never sure. know. Might sure. find a new passion. Right. And for uh, members of the investigators toolbox, uh, watch for an announcement. We'll get something out there with a, a discount code for you guys to save even a, a couple more bucks to, to go out and check it out. Absolutely. So Amber, thank you so much on Twitter, uh, ginger wonder mom, right? I'm ginger wonder mom. Yeah. Yes. And there's a mix. It's yeah. uh, digital forensic things, food factoids, I am a real person. Yes, with, yeah. Some Star <laughs> Trek there every, every now and then, some Star Wars, <laughs> all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, if I get some Star Wars, some Star <laughs> Trek out there, I'm a dog rescuer, yeah. you know? Yeah, there's definitely uh, many layers to uh, to the wonderful Amber Schroeder. So <laughs> thank you again, and thank you everyone for tuning in. And uh, thanks for all the support. Which, uh, 100 shows is just amazing. And uh, yeah, thank you. And, and we're going to keep going. There, this isn't slowing down anytime soon. So I, again, want to acknowledge my sponsors, uh, every company that has ever sponsored uh, the program. Uh, thank you for that. And it, it makes uh, this content uh, sound better, look better, and uh, it's a joy to do. So thanks, everybody. Thank you, Amber. And we'll catch everyone on the next show. Take care. So great to check in with Amber again. Parabin really is the industry leader when it comes to cell phone forensics, DFIR, and the Internet of Things. Consider making the trip out to Utah or attending the conference virtually. We also want to thank Crosstracks, Merlin Locate, ScopeNow, PI Institute of Education for sponsoring the show. And please support these great sponsors. Don't forget to check out investigatorstoolbox.com. This week is the time to do it. Make sure you use code PIP100 and you can win a free membership or save $100 off of the membership. That's a half-price discount. Remember, you can join through the app available on iOS and Android platforms. If you have a question or comment about the show, email Matt at MatthewSSatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We want your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back on Monday with a new show, so make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.